0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.
1: Our guest this morning is Aiden Mills, President and CEO of North Star Clean Technologies. He is an engineer with 30 years of global experience, including 19 years with British Petroleum, five years with Husky Energy, and two years as Managing Director with Goldman Sachs. Aiden is now the President and CEO of Northstar Clean Technologies, a clean technology company focused on recovering and reprocessing asphalt shingles, and is here to tell us about Northstar's announcement to build its new flagship facility here in Calgary. Good morning, Aiden. Good morning. Good morning, Tara.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
1: And as usual, the right for the first question goes to the lady.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's do it. So, Aiden, we'll get to the flagship facility in just a sec. But first, let's talk about your company and the actual process that it goes through. So you take the asphalt shingles from someone's roof that they're they're switching out, and then what
3: happens? So um asphalt shingles. Come off people's roofs. And so asphalt is the most popular roofing material in North America. If if you look at the figures from the US a couple of years ago, more than 85% of all new roofs are asphalt shingles because they're the cheapest, they last the longest, they're the toughest wearing, um, and they're light, so easy to put on roofs. And so 85% of all new roofs are asphalt shingles. So what that does is that creates... The problem when they come off the roofs, because the question is, and I'm sure you have this on your list, yeah. what do you actually do with asphalt shingles? Yeah. So an asphalt shingle is about 50% sand, about 25% fiber, the old type of tiles, the fiber is paper, the new type of tiles, it's fiberglass, and 25% oil. So if you look at the same couple of years ago, the figure I gave you of 85% of new roofs, in the US, 13 million tons Of asphalt shingles came off roofs. About 1 million tons of that was ground up almost into a powder type and put back into the asphalt you see going in the roads. But that's only, you can only do, you can only put a certain amount of shingle into into roads. And in some areas like Calgary, for example, or Alberta, you can't do that here. It's banned. You're not allowed to put ground up shingles in the roads. Mm. So if you step back and say, Why is that? Because when you grind a shingle up, because it has the sand and the fiber and the oil, you don't know quite what the quality is. It's tough to continue to measure it. When I give you like a couple of molecules, you don't know, is it the sand? Is it the fiber? Is it whatever? So in, in roads such in some of the uh, in the states in the US, you're allowed to do it, but about two to 5%. Mm. So no matter what we look at, no matter how much the technology develops, that's kind of capped because from the kind of building the highway technology, that's all you can do.
1: The reason I'm smiling is you talked about quality. If some of the roads here in Alberta with quality, we, can pro- we are using it probably without knowing that.
3: No, I can assure you it's bad. If, if you call the 1-800-ROADS line, they will tell you it's bad. But, but so step back and think about the third. So take the U.S. figures. 13 million tons come off the roofs. One million gets used. 12 million goes into landfill. So, so let me convert that into real real barrels, so people understand what that looks, 12 million tons of asphalt shingle going into landfill is the equivalent because of the 25% of 3 million tons of oil. 3 million tons of oil of asphalt is greater than 18 million barrels. Hmm. So every year in the U.S., 18 million barrels of oil going Hmm. into landfill or one day of U.S. production. Oh, my gosh. Now, in Canada about one and a half million tons going into landfill, that's, a, that's over, using the same math, that's over 2 million barrels of oil. So across North America, 20 million barrels of oil or more going into landfill each year because we haven't got a way to solve how to recycle that and repurpose it until North Stark. Until now, exactly. <laughs> and,
1: and, and is this kind of a global phenomenon or just North America?
3: Well, it, anywhere where there's asphalt shingles, they are very, very different, and I'm very sure difficult you, to split and, re, and reprocess. My, my,
1: my guess is that you did your research in other where which other countries uses the same kind of method.
3: Yes, but ultimately, North Stars, you were essentially a you know a clean tech startup. We need to solve the North American problem first. Okay, mm. and, okay. Be, and be focused. Canada first. Yes, yes Canada <laughs> first, and and so when we talk about our scale up plan, um. Our f- for our first three facilities, stage one, two plants in Canada and the first plant in the and, and the third plant in the U.S. That's the plan. Mm.
1: Uh, you know, I have a, I want to stop for a second. Okay, Tara, is that okay? <laughs> and before we go into the process, what you do after the shingles come down from the roof? Uh, we're a Calgary-based radio show. Sure. What's the announcement that has an impact on Calgary's economy?
3: So. The scale-up facilities that we will build and roll out across North America have the following impact, and Calgary is the first place to do this. We believe that that when we put the plant in Calgary, we will divert 40,000 tons a year of asphalt shingles away from Calgary's landfill. We believe we will produce 20,000 tons of aggregate or sand, uh... Uh, uh, 10,000 tons of fiber and 10,000 tons of asphalt oil at the back end of our facility. That asphalt oil, we believe, is completely circular and will go into making new roof tiles. We have no diversion away from once we divert from the landfill, we take it all. We send nothing back to landfill. So in one move, you can divert 40,000 tons. Our plant will employ between 10 to 15 people. We'll spend about twelve million bucks worth of capital. That's what our, our announcement last week said in terms of in terms of capital and our economics, even though conservative, we believe will be in the four to five million dollars of EBITDA per plant. So it'll provide revenue for the city, revenue for Alberta, and will be the flagship that will literally launch the company. We will also headquarter in Calgary. So this will be the launch pad for the whole of the North American business.
2: So the oil that comes out of the repurposing the asphalt uh, or the shingles, sorry, um, where does that go? What are you using that oil for?
3: So at this minute in time, the pilot plant in Delta is now producing specification product at the back end and a bit like... You know, as you mentioned earlier, my time at BP, this the this stage in our process is exactly where the detailed testing of that mm-hmm. asphalt is, is is going on by a number of different companies. So guys, so when
2: you, I just want to take you back for a second. When you say specification product, yep. what are you talking about? The oil that can be used for other purposes or? Yes.
3: Okay. So, so the asphalt that comes out the back end of our facility and, and Delta is completely as designed. So if you think about the shingle tile that goes in the front end, mm-hmm. we are recovering at a very high quality, the asphalt that is in that shingle tile. So the most obvious place to put that is back into a shingle tile. So it depends, and there's a number of conditions on that. It depends on how hard it is. It depends on you know, how um, what, what point does it become liquid and become malleable. So, so there's a number of technical specifications that you need to achieve to put it back into a roofing tile. We believe we meet those And similarly, there's a number of specifications. You can put this into road asphalt, but it needs to be blended. So the potential customers are not only to go into roads, but also to go back into shingles. We can do high-level testing at our facility, but ultimately it needs the detailed testing by the customers being done. And that's where we are now. So the spec product is coming out the back end of the Delta facility. Samples are going to, you know, to all our potential major customers and they're in the detailed testing phase. So exactly like a BP, when we started to produce an oil field, you know, 10 people will say, well, we think we like your oil, but we can't actually do anything with it until you produce, produce the oil and then we'll send it to our labs and we'll find out if our refineries can run it. This is just exactly the same as that process. We think that as you look at the output from our facility, we think the sand, we think when we run fiberglass, potentially the fiberglass, and we definitely think the oil will be almost 100% circular. So we think we can take the output from our facility, remake shingle tiles from it, and make this circular loop almost infinite.
2: Hmm. And then individually, could you use um, each uh item in there individually
3: yes so, okay absolutely so when they come out the back end if you look at our if you look at if you look look at our our website you'll see the videos of the, of the facility and mm-hmm. you'll see our one of our, our latest videos um that shows the process they come out as individual components, so sand is completely in there's a pile of sand at the back of our facility pile of aggregate same with fiber, and asphalt comes out into the storage tanks you'll be familiar with that uh, mm-hmm. you know so like like our crude oil storage tanks at MEG but come out into hot storage um hot storage tanks for asphalt that get picked up just exactly as they would be out the back end of the lloydminster refinery.
1: our guest this morning is aiden mills president and ceo of north star clean technologies after the commercial break we'll discuss with you how you build
0: the company Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.
2: We're with Aiden Mills, the president and CEO of North Star Clean Technologies.
1: So, Aiden, earlier when I presented you, you have a lot of experience with big huge conglomerates, right? BP, Husky, the big whales. Yeah. Now you have to start your own company. <laughs> Share with us the process you went through before the decision. Like how many nights didn't you sleep before you made the final decision? And then what was the process of recruiting people, putting the idea
3: together? Um well, look, I, I think um, all decisions, all decisions, I think, to move in terms of leadership require leadership. It requires you to be brave and it requires you if you're going into into an area which is not the core area of like joining another big whale. Um, and you need a case for change to decide to make that transition. And for me, it was all about we need to transition energy One of the reasons that we're we're locating this plant in Calgary is because it's the center of Canadian energy transition. And I believe the leaders here need to lead that as well. And so I decided, okay, this is a time to transition. And it's a time to transition to do energy differently, not to change energy and stop doing what we're doing today, but absolutely to embrace energy transition. And so that was the reason for uh, for, uh, for, for me joining Northstar uh, one of Tara and I's good friends sent me across the job ad and said, "Hey, you keep on telling me you want to change the world. Why don't you have? <laughs> why, don't you have a, why don't you have a look at this? Because it has everything of the element that you used to do. So, in this role, I need to be an operations and engineering guy because we're a leading technology. I need to be a commercial guy because I need to negotiate offtake agreements. I need to be a finance guy. So, you know, BP." BP, commercial, Goldman, Meg, all that stuff comes together in those three key component parts, finance, engineering and operations and uh, uh, and commercial negotiation. So I did the due diligence and the most important thing I did in the due diligence was bring in a couple of guys who I know very well and I said to them, you don't need to like the team. You don't need to like the plant. You don't need to like the pilot plant. You don't even like the, need to like BC. Just tell me, does this thing work? <laughs> and they both said, it works, and in actual fact, the senior process engineer said, "Not only does it work, but I'd like to come and join you as part of a team to help make it work." And he's now one of our senior process engineers. So <laughs> that, that's really good. When the due diligence guy comes to work for you, then you know, <laughs> then, then you know he's <laughs> responsible for it. So that's good. But look, I think building this team is really—it's really interesting because it's a very, very different leadership challenge to build a company which is a startup company. Um, And the way that I think about this as a leader is there are three, to to make this business successful, you need three legs to the stool. So the first leg you need to have is the people who thought about it, the entrepreneurs, the startup guys, right? You can't discard that. It's really important to keep them included. And so two of of the guys who started this company are part of this leadership Mm -hmm. team. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we IPO'd. I mean, I joined on the 13th of July after we IPO'd on the 12th of July. So <laughs> like, um, having the people who helped with that, the people who know the shareholder base, yeah. really important. So Carson Seaton, our director of marketing, or you know, director of business development, we secured him and brought him in because he knows exactly our shareholding today. And then you need to think about well, what sort of a business is this and what do we think about going forward? Now, one, number one, it's an ESG business. So having a white male over 40s leadership team, to me, doesn't represent the diversity that you need to have in a business going forward, especially one that's anchored in ESG. So, and secondly, we need to think about um, the elements of the business that we, the rest of the team is blind spots to. And so we've made two fantastic hires. So we hired Rosemary Pitchard who was the former CFO of Urban Barn. And so she has literally, she ran Urban Barn from a HR, IT and CFO perspective when they did the rapid expansion. Now, we're not rapidly expanding furniture stores, but the whole process of plant by plant by plant with real jurisdiction and oversight, et cetera. So she, we hired her. And then most recently, we hired Kelly Johnson, who was Norton Rose's ESG lead, has worked with Total, has worked with Williams to be our chief sustainability officer. So what that does is it adds the strength to the team to to move the business forward. So I think the three legs of the stool are in incredibly good shape.
2: At the startup level, Um, I hear a lot of leaders talking about the fact that – they have to look for different types of skills, though, and a different type of drive for senior leadership in a startup as opposed to a more supervisory role at an executive or C-suite level in some of the bigger companies. So talk about that where, I mean, you got to, if you're at a startup, you're rolling up your sleeves and you're doing the work. It's not directing people.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I th- so you have known me for a while. So I think that anybody that comes in and has an interview with me about what I think the vision of this company looks like will realize that this will be a really, there'll be a lot of work to do. (laughs) And and this isn't uh, sitting in my high chair and managing and leading like I'm waving my hands. It's like, you need to look in the mirror because the only person that might actually be able to do the task that you have to do is you. So, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter what your badge says. If we need to get this across the line for a government submission and you need to work all day Sunday, you're working all day Sunday for a government submission on the Monday like this is about sheer grit and determination and it's not about what's on your badge and so that's the best thing about when you meet uh, a company which has leader which has entrepreneurs in it that's the way they're wired the more difficult thing from a leadership challenge perspective is persuading all the people who have the vision but worked at big companies that they have no analyst Their tax, Mm -hmm. their tax expert is the person in the mirror. Their sustainability analyst is, is, is them. It's, it's no, it's nobody else. So, so yes, it's a great question. And I can tell you, if you talk to any of my leadership team, they all are up for this and, and are, and often exactly the way that I've got here, um, believe that this is time for change. This is time to make a difference. I think everybody in Northstar understands there's risk at being at Northstar, but they're here to make a difference. And that's one of our hashtags, actually.
2: Is it? Yes. Like one of your values? Yeah,
3: Yeah. if you go on LinkedIn, hashtag make a difference.
2: Make a difference.
1: So, and and everybody's
3: buying into it. Uh, I mean, not everybody will buy into it. There will be people in all organizations who look at the hashtags and go, I don't buy into that hashtag, but that's what that's what this that's that's my view on where this company is going. So I I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't tell you. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, if, if the leaders
1: believe and the leaders are the champions, people will follow. That's oh, our experience.
2: I can tell you that um, in working with Aiden, so I was leading HR and he was uh, leading marketing. And boy, he when he had an idea and he wanted to push it through, he was like you, David. Bulldog. Bulldozer. Bulldog, <laughs> bulldozer. bulldozer and, but prepared. Me. And Me. yeah, you.
1: I'm such a gentle guy.
2: <laughs> you are. You are <laughs> gentle, but you are a bulldozer. But that's, you know, that was one of the things I always uh, really appreciated as men. you fought for your team. You drove me crazy, <laughs> but you fought right. for what you believed in. Right. And so that's nice to have a CEO who will do that.
3: So when can we expect to see the plant in Calgary? Um, so we're likely to be in uh, pre-construction. Um, so site selection pretty soon. Um, so we should be able to announce our, our, our the selected site in the next, I think, probably six to eight weeks. Um, we will be starting kind of pre-engineering work, or sorry, pre-construction work, um, likely in the first of September. Um, main construction, most of the construction will be off-site. So built in skids and then brought in very, very little stick build in the facility. Um, so fourth quarter, um, you know, so, you know, construction ramping up, construction completed by the end of Q1. Q two ramp up of the facility, and if everything going well, by the first of July next year, we should be uh, cracking the champagne bottle on the side of the facility <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and and having and some full ash full ash- shingles <laughs> <face>. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. being brought
3: to the site. Exactly, exactly. So, so I think from from a from a call to Calgary perspective, this is all about the, the back end's fine. We're you know we're you know great great discussions at the back end. Um, This is all about if you're in Calgary and you're getting your roof done next year and the guy's turning up to uh, take your shingles away, you should be saying to asking the question, how are you recycling those? Because they shouldn't be going into landfill. We have the opportunity in Calgary to make the absolute first step footprint that says we are the first city in Canada to divert 40,000 tonnes a year away from our landfill. And that's not only with the commercial agreements we will have with all the roofers, but it's if you're getting your roof done, ask the question. So you heard I did. Yep. If you have a new roof coming this year, ask we the have
1: the solution for you. <laughs> North Star is here to help us exactly. clean the landfill. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It was a pleasure having you with us. Uh, we same. learned a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all the best. And we are happy that you're
3: coming to Calgary. And look, for, thank you. Thank you for the time. Um, and, you know, happy to come back and tell you how it's running and, you know, middle of next year when, when, why why do we have an outdoor broadcast at the
1: the party? Oh,
2: look at him. Sorry. What what
1: about the champagne day? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you coming back? We want to go to the champagne thing.
3: The reception. If if I'll invite you to the reception, if you cover it live on the radio, I'll I'll invite you to the reception.
1: Okay. This man knows how to market. We'll talk with our producer.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Hashtag make a difference.
0: (laughs) Thank you, guys.
2: Thanks, Aiden.
0: Thanks, Aiden. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.